on this week's episode of the Swear Wolves. We tear your soul apart. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Gentlemen, we just got back from Las Vegas. Woo! Vegas, baby! Mm-hmm. So hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and broke. We're all wearing barrels. <laughs> With suspenders on our clothes. <laughs> uh, we were at Days of the Dead in Las Vegas. Hey, this is David from the Swearwolves. Uh, I got to cut in uh, to this episode. I hate to do it, but... This episode wouldn't make any sense if I didn't. We did not go to Las Vegas for Days of the Dead. Uh, as we talk about on the show you know, several times in other episodes, we typically record multiple episodes at a time. This particular episode was recorded on February 29th, 2020, before things really got crazy with the coronavirus. Because we were going to meet a bunch of people from the Hellraiser series... We were going to have some dialogue and some recordings with some of the actors and stuff uh, inserted into the episode. At least that was the plan. And uh, things didn't quite go according to plan. So uh, the health and well-being of everyone on planet Earth is obviously a lot more important than, uh, uh, by comparison, silly uh, horror convention. So we're glad that the show was postponed. I mean, we're bummed about the circumstances, but it was the right call to make. The show's been postponed to the weekend of June 19th through the 21st. It's still the same venue uh, in Las Vegas. So if you're in that area, we strongly recommend support horror, support these vendors who go to these shows, support the actors who attend. Hopefully by then everything is, is, is better and people are able to go to shows again. So if you're in that area, we strongly recommend doing so. Unfortunately, it's the same weekend as Mad Monster Party Phoenix, Arizona which, uh, if you know, we're from Arizona, so we're already booked for that show, so we will have to, we'll actually be at the uh, Arizona show, so we won't be able to go to Days of the Dead, but if you're able to go, please do so. All right, now before I return you to our regularly scheduled program of dick and fart jokes, some horror talk, and probably some spontaneous singing, I would like to read this statement from the CDC. It states, COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. People with chronic and or severe health conditions are at a higher risk of complications if they contract the disease. Watch for symptoms such as cough, fever, and shortness of breath. If you are experiencing these symptoms, please call a hotline and or consult medical advice. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. And with that, let's awkwardly transition back into the episode about Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2. If you're listening to our show, we love you. Please stay safe. Be kind to each other. 
If you have to go out, please be nice to the people that are taking care of everyone. Uh, the person at your grocery store, the truck drivers, uh, the people working in call centers, uh, everyone who's really doing their part to try to keep this shit going uh, while we all kind of figure out our next steps. So be nice, don't be an asshole, and fuck, man, keep listening to our show. And tell other people about our show, goddammit. Uh, you're, you're trapped in your house. You got nothing to do. Listen to our show. Tell some other people about it. God. We've had a horror movie podcast for over a year and a half now, and we've never talked, we've never reviewed these movies. Ridiculous. And so <laughs> I think it's us. time. And the other thing, too, is I hadn't seen these movies in a long time. Yeah, same here. So it was nice to get like a little refresher. Yep. I didn't remember the second one like hardly at all. You know what's funny? I I agree. I was like, oh, that happens? The first one, like, I kind of remembered. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is that Pinhead, um, getting a little bit more popularity, The um, you know, me and my action figures, NECA just came out with an ultimate Pinhead. That one's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it is. Um, and I just got it. Nice. <laughs> I just found it. I saw it yesterday, and I almost texted you, because I wasn't sure if you had it, but I was like, ah, I'm sure he's got it. Yeah, it was. it's been out for a while. So NECA does this weird release thing where they'll release it, like, they'll start selling it through their shops on, like, Amazon and on ah. eBay. And then it'll go out to, like, comic book stores. Mm-hmm. And then it will go to Target. Because yeah, Toys, are, cool. Toys R Us used to be the exclusive right. NECA distributor. Yeah. R.I.P. And they had a whole big section. Yeah, R.I.P. is right. Um, but since they're gone. And now Walmart is starting to get some of them, too. So they'll, they'll kind of trickle down. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Target is not known for toys specifically, so they're not going to get a shit ton of them. Right. Yeah. So you got to kind of get there right at the right time. But uh, anyway, I got it. Nice. So I'm thinking... Do a little unboxing video? Yep, do an unboxing video. Noise. Um, but that being said, Pinhead's getting a little bit of a resurgence, so it's kind of fitting that since we just met Doug Bradley... You sit on a throne of lies. Saw the Cenobites... But he really didn't. And then uh, this figure coming out that we should talk about Hellraiser. So had you guys seen these movies before? Yes. Both of them? Yes. Yeah, it's been a long, long time. It's been a long time. Yeah, me too. So let's talk about the first one. Um, like I said, stars uh, Ashley Lawrence as Kirstie, mm-hmm. uh, the daughter of Larry. Is his name Larry? Yeah, Larry. Yeah, Larry Cotton. Yep. That's Andrew Robinson. He was Scorpio in the Dirty Harry movies. Oh, or cool. in the first one. Nice. Yeah. Bad guy. He was a really good bad guy in that movie. He but he's looks, not a bad guy in this one. He looks like he'd be a yeah, bad guy. Yeah, he does. Well, yeah, 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 he has yeah. a look to we'll, him. We'll talk about his character. We'll yeah. talk about his performance. It plays um, into it. But yeah, he um, has a good look to him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's her stepmom, yeah. which is Julia. Yeah, played by Claire, Claire Higgins. Higgins. Claire Higgins, who she looks like a bitch. <laughs> she is a bitch she's and the she, worst she's a bitch and a half she's a great yeah, my, actress in my notes a lot of times it says Julia does blah 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 because she's awful <laughs> she really <laughs> but is but they're both Larry and Julia have this relationship that seem seemingly is strained right from the beginning um, I'll go through the plot in just a second but there was a point at the beginning of the movie my wife and I were watching it and she's like he's such a dick and I'm like she's such a bitch and it's like they're both <laughs> they're assholes yeah, to each yeah. other like right away so it, you know that there's some kind of strain on this mm-hmm. relationship. Kind of friction there. But the movie starts out with, uh, we, we see a man 
with the dirtiest fingernails ever. Dude, <laughs> yes, my notes are like, those are the nastiest fingernails He just I've got ever done seen. wiping his ass so with his gross. bare hand. Oh, yeah, he's got poop particles under there. <laughs> but he's in some foreign <laughs> country. Monaco, I think. Okay. He's in Monaco. Yeah. No, Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morocco. Morocco. Yeah. Monaco. Yeah, yeah. Monaco. Monaco. Morocco. <laughs> some some <M-O>. Princess Grace. <laughs> Uh, she sells him the, a box. No, uh, this like old. I thought he was an Asian man. He's in Monaco. I think so. Morocco. Morocco. <laughs> okay, They're he's in Morocco, Morocco yeah. which is like northern North Africa, right? Yeah. But I thought it was an Asian man because he's like, "What's your pleasure?" <laughs> well, Asian people can go to other countries. Morocco. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. No, he's, maybe he's... it was Monaco. <laughs> it's definitely Morocco. It's Morocco. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he's in Morocco, and some guy sells him a, a box. It was, in puzzle De- box. it was in Detroit. It was in Detroit, and he sells it to him. I think it was two thousand dollars in cash. There's a lot of money. He gives him like a stack of hundreds and fifties, yeah. and then he puts another stack on top of mm-hmm. it, and he's like, "It's yours." And then he walks away, and he's like, "It Yay. was always yours." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "Okay, uh, all right, buddy." And then this dude is like shirtless, and he's kneeling. Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of candles around him. Yeah, he's he's kind of a weirdo. Yeah, and then he starts set up solving this puzzle, this fucking Rubik's cube. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I gonna take the stickers off." That's literally like what it is. <laughs> it's like an ancient yeah, exactly. Rubik's cube. <laughs> They're like, "You can't peel the stickers." <laughs> Bunch of fucking fish hooks shoot out from it on chains. Yeah. And rip yeah. into his skin. Mm-hmm. Just rips him to pieces. And then we get our first glimpse of the Cenobites. And yeah. they come out of the woodwork, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get the girl Cenobite, female yep. Cenobite. I think that's what her name is in the in the, in the credits. credits. Female Cenobite. She doesn't get a name. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Not yet. And then they're and then I don't know if we see do we see Pinhead? I think we see them all. Yeah, we see Pinhead. And we see Chatterer. Yeah, you get that. I like Chatterer's makeup. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love it's it. cool. I love yeah. that character. Mm-hmm. And we see Butterball. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like... That's not very nice. <laughs> Come fat, on, guys. <laughs> he's got, a, he's got a, a thyroid problem. Like, leave, leave the guy alone. <laughs> but, uh, and then there's like these chains hanging down all over the place. And there's this um, wooden pillar that's hanging down and it's like spinning yeah. mm-hmm. and there's shit nailed to it. And then there's bits of homeboy's face. Yeah. Right. Like the skin from his face. It's gross. And then, it, and then uh, leather or not leather face, leather face, <laughs> leather face shows up and he's like, <laughs> uh, pinhead kind of puts them all together. Yeah. Leather like face popped in there and put the face on his own face. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, he's like, you know, you said I'm, I'm just here for the scraps. Realistically, though, the names of these Cenobites are pretty simplistic. There's Chatterer, and what yeah. does he do? Yeah, he chatters. chatters. There's female Cenobite. What is she? she a is female. A, she emits estrogen. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's Butterball. He's fat. And then there's Pinhead, and he's got yeah. a head full of pins. Yep. He wasn't known as Pinhead yet. No. Yeah, he's just credited as lead Cenobite, yeah. which was interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think people probably just called him Pinhead because he had been. Well, and I don't think maybe they didn't plan on that character like evolving being, or just being so popular. Yeah. Yeah. But really, so we see all this fucking bullshit and yeah. then all of a sudden it disappears. Yeah. Pinhead resets the puzzle box and the room goes back to normal. Yep. And it's in this like old house. And uh, it was like in the attic of this old house. And there's just like, it's like rundown. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a homeless vagrant, which was this guy. 
we'll find out who he is in a second. But I just want to talk about the makeup and the special effects right here. Like, I really dig all the Cenobites looks. Oh, yeah, they look yeah. awesome. I think, you know, this was um, Clive Barker's first film mm-hmm. uh, that he directed. And he's only directed three films, <laughs> which yeah. is, you know, this. Um, Lord of Illusions. Lord of Illusions and... Oh, yeah. uh, Nightbreed was. Oh yeah, yeah, Nightbreed. Nightbreed. Nightbreed's cool. Thank you. Uh, so he only directed those three films. Now he's written a lot of. He's an author and an artist, and so some of his stuff was adapted. Candyman uh, yeah. was based on one of his stories, but uh, and this one was a book that he had written or a short story or yeah. something that he adapted into a screenplay. But to have this be your first directing, he and he's even been quoted saying he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. Everybody was really cool to him. Yeah. But he had no clue yeah. what he was doing. So he didn't know anything from lenses to yeah. anything like that. But the visuals, he's an artist. And so you can see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Yep. Kind of painted on the screen. It's a beginning of what would be like almost his trademark of these uh, creature designs. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a good debut of that. Last year at Days of the Dead, actually, speaking of Days of the Dead, um, Clive Barker was there. And yeah, that was David cool. and I, we didn't meet him. Mm-hmm. We saw him. We saw him. And then he had a whole room set up with all of his artwork. Yeah. And so we went in there and I remember we were driving up to <laughs> Vegas. Why didn't, you guys, why didn't you guys talk to him? Uh, he had a bit of line. He was also pretty expensive. Oh, okay. He was expensive and there was a long ass line for yeah. it. And oh. we were kind of just like, mm. eh, but we, yeah. I'm not a huge Clyde Barker fan. Right? It's same here. Like I respect him, but I was like, eh, I don't necessarily need his autograph on my wall. No. Yeah. Um, but. So the, his room with all of his artwork, and it ranged from big paintings to like just sketches. sketches yeah. So we were talking before we went in there, and David had said, "You know, if there's something cool, and it's you know, I think I had settled on a couple hundred bucks, right? If that, something like that. But if it if there was something cool mm-hmm. that you could get, and you could be like, hey, Clive Barker drew this, or Clive Barker painted this, you were considering some artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we all were, <laughs> and so." But nothing stood out? Well, no, nothing no. stood out. Oh, there was great stuff. There was some bad stuff. Some bad stuff. Well, not bad. It was just like... Like doodles. Yeah. But, I mean, the minimum, I think, was $200. Oh, really? For the shittiest thing. Yeah. And the <laughs> smaller... The like a postage Just like stamp. a small, like, yeah, yeah, pencil drawing kind wow. of thing. But Like, like something he did that day. <laughs> On the toilet. Um so it was kind of like, oh, well, this is nice. How much is it? And then she started the the gal or the guy or I don't remember who it was that was kind of helping was telling us. And we were like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. It seemed like we the, just kind of moved. The kind of like yeah. cool stuff, like stuff that I would be interested in displaying. I want to say the cheapest was like $800. It's was like, eh, wow. I don't know that kind of money. Yeah. yeah. It no was thanks. pretty, yeah. it was pretty expensive, but that's cool though. Yeah. Definitely I'm cool. If got you got the it. money, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Plus he was there. So he... It was, part of the purchase was that you got it. to meet him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sign, yeah, you know, sign. and he would sign it for you. Right. Anyway, so now we cut to okay. So we see the house. The house is abandoned. Yeah. Um. And now we cut to Larry yeah. and Julia mm-hmm. moving yeah. in, and they're coming into the house, and we find out that this is Larry's childhood home. Now, here's the thing that's kind of weird about this movie: in its conception, takes place in England. Yeah. But when it, it is was an English production, when it was released in or before it was released, the producers were like, we need to make this American. They kind of transition it. So we never yeah. really find the location out. And everybody has American accents except for Julia. But every everybody who's British is overdubbed by American actors. 
So you notice that specifically with the brother, his brother, mm-hmm. right. Frank, Frank, who was the guy who got the puzzle box at the beginning. Yeah. Right. Um, Frank's voice doesn't match up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, why the fuck? That makes sense. And okay. it really yeah. was annoying. So I had to look it up to see why they overdubbed Frank's voice, but they overdubbed like the guys who were helping them move. Right. Um, some of the people that were over for made dinner. Made them all American. Yeah. They made them all American because realistically, and that's even why um, uh, Kirstie, when she calls her dad, she's like, yeah, I just got a, a room and everything. And even Larry says to Julia, um, oh, you're back in your old stomping grounds to, to Julia, who's British. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't overdub her. So it's like they moved from New York to London mm-hmm. and that's the whole oh, okay. setting and, and, you know, to try to fix their marriage and to kind of like get yeah. away from that. But you don't, what, that makes way more sense than just saying, okay, everybody's American except right. for these random, this random British chick, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that was kind of, that was kind of irritating. I don't know. Did it irritate you guys, the overdubbing? No. I'm, I'll be know, honest. I didn't really even notice it until you just yeah. pointed it out. I just thought his voice was weird. You know me. I'm used to it. Okay. <laughs> um, well, it annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> so, so much so that I had to look it up. So we'll, we'll pass that. But let's just, let's just say that they're moving from New York to this new suburb. Um, uh, you know, they're not, they're not in England. Yeah. Even though technically they are. Then they... Uh, so they're kind of feeling out the house. They're well, when we find out so that La- yeah, Larry's got her own place. Like she didn't move in with them. Yeah. It's just Larry and Julia. And Larry's like, you know, this was my house growing up. I haven't been back here for yeah. years. And his brother was squatting there. Or, they, you know, they, they, they find out. They go upstairs and yeah, they find like, yeah, Frank's been. Frank's fucking dirty ass mattress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just and his on porn pictures. And a bunch of dirty pictures of him banging chicks. Yeah. Random faceless chicks. Yeah. And, um, and he's kinky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Julia kind of thumbs through some of the photos, and then she stops on one of them, and she tears out the picture of the girl in the photo, and then she puts it in her pocket. So it's like, all right, you two banged. Yeah. Well, and let's just cover this right now, because it get, gets covered over the next like half hour yeah. through flashbacks. But basically, Julia and Larry got married, mm-hmm. and Frank shows up. Yeah, Julia wasted no time cheating on him. Yeah, and they fuck on her wedding dress. <laughs> like her wedding dress was on the bed, and yeah. they're and they're fucking. Yeah, and she like falls in love with Frank, but then Frank's just like deuces. Yep, yeah. he's he he's he's a man who's just hit it and quit it. Yeah, hit it, <laughs> quit it, and uh, real bastard. <laughs> he goes. He's a traveler. He's a nomad. Yeah. You know, and he's kind of a he's a rambling. He's born a rambling man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he he takes off but julia's always got this soft spot for him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when she sees all of his stuff she gets wet yeah <laughs> she, she gets a little horny <laughs> wow um meanwhile larry's moving shit into the house jesus christ what oh you're getting there like he okay. cuts his hand open oh yeah and, on the is, nail. and it like blood gushes everywhere yeah. like, no one's really that concerned like if i saw that much blood come out of a human i'd be like oh my god well definitely <laughs> his buddies helping him move weren't concerned they're yeah. too busy like all oh, the moving guys? concerned about the beer and like yeah and then kirstie shows up and they're like huh that your daughter? <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, well, she seems nice. <laughs> um, Ashley Lawrence. This was like her yeah. first movie. Yep, she did a good job. She did. I yeah. actually liked her character. I did as well. Um, yeah, but uh, she shows up just in time to see uh, her dad cut his hand. But he goes running up to Julia, 
and blood drips from his hand into the floorboards of the attic. Ah, so key events. So they rush him off to the hospital because he's got to have stitches because yes, you're right. That nail head just dug right into that hand. Yeah. That was gross. It was nasty. You know, thing, little things like that, like we watch slasher movies uh-huh. and all kinds of killings. That makes slip. you cringe? Like, it didn't make me cringe, but like I was watching it, and I, I've seen this movie before, but every time that scene comes up, I'm just like, like... Yeah, don't do it. Maybe cringe a little He's bit. fucking tetanus now. It's just like one one single rusty nail yeah. for some reason is just like... Did uh, I tell you guys the time about uh, when I accidentally sliced my hand open at a Chili's restaurant? Oh, damn. Like, oh, I, I was, on I was, some baby back ribs? I was drunk, so I had this thing like... Little, <laughs> There was a movie theater like right across the street from the Chili's. So you go over to Chili's, you have a few drinks, then you walk over, you watch a movie, and by the time the movie's over, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, but I had this, uh, I, got, I grabbed a pack of crackers, and I was like, I'm going to do a magic trick. And I grabbed a knife, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to pass this knife through the crackers without breaking the crackers in half, which is, of course, ridiculous. What? So when I held the, the crackers, <laughs> when I stabbed it, it went right through my middle finger and sliced oh. it, and blood like literally, just like in the movies, like squirt. Wow. And like... I, I felt instantly woozy. I was like, I don't know, I'm going to die. How drunk were you? <laughs> I was mildly drunk. I wasn't like, tr- I wasn't <laughs> trashed or anything, but like, it was a mistake. Yeah, and then, three Shirley Temples that night. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had a couple Cosmos. <laughs> uh, just, just a few drinks. Uh, no, here you are doing. But then they were like, oh, we should, we should take crackers. you to a hospital. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I just grabbed like duct tape and it just wrapped it around my finger. And then in the morning, I was like, oh, it's not so bad. What movie did you go see? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, <sighs> this would have been like probably 2005 ish. Oh, you're an idiot. I was. Well, still. <laughs> so, is this like a magic trick you had done before? No, or were no, you just like was, making stuff yeah, up. Yeah, I just made it up. Spur of the moment. This is why Chili's doesn't sell, uh, doesn't hand out steak knives with pointed <laughs> yeah. ends anymore. Yeah, yeah. Does Chili's have a picture of you on their wall? Like- <laughs> no, we left as soon as, like, thankfully, like, we had already paid and it was like, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, One time when my son was really young, Christina and I and him went to Chili's, and my son had a really bad, like, texture like if he ate certain textured yeah. foods it'd yeah. make him gag he was like two or three mm. but um so we had ordered him some macaroni and cheese you know because that's what fucking kids eat yeah. that's all they ever want to fuck out <laughs> and he took one bite of his macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. and just went <laughs> all oh into the bowl God. of macaroni oh. cheese it was, so there it was, was like there was never a warning like it just happened no it would happen instantaneously would he ever choke or anything like that nope just he would just it, it was just, just and it was textured it was soft, soft like um um cool whip or like um was it like an allergic cream? reaction or was it just like a gross out thing it was it was like gross it just gagged him it was just cool gross to him. whip yeah so like so like we took him we took him to a coffee shop got him a hot chocolate one time with whipped cream on it you know every kid like or chocolate milk or whatever it was test it and he tasted the whipped cream (laughs) all over the plate (laughs) did he get over it yeah was it projectile like exorcist oh sometimes it was yes Uh, that's awesome that happened you should have trained him to like when he does it today and it starts talking like this (laughs) get him other sex cocks in hell (laughs) oh my god (laughs) she does too so the blood that comes out of his hands, goes into these floorboards, and like I said, they're they're all out and about getting stitches. But we see the blood like drip down underneath the floorboards into yeah. like some sack that's hanging there, <laughs> yeah. some like fucking yeah. webs or some, some shit, some organic or a uh, organism, organic material, something yeah. just yeah. like a piece of his flesh, or some fleshly Frank's yeah. leftover remains, fleshly it's entity. His ball sack. And then we get this really cool <laughs> Frank Scrote. <laughs> he just comes alive and it's just uh, eyes just on his scrotum. He's yeah. like, hey, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Don't touch me. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sensitive. <laughs> it's cold in here. It's cold here. That's why I'm so small. It's really warm. It's just like gum. It's just like <laughs> stretchy tap. It's like oh, taffy. Shit. Silly putty. Yeah. Silly putty. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> but Frank starts growing. Yeah. So that's a cool scene too. It's like there's this puddle of blood and then like these two arms, like skeleton arms yeah. come out and he's all fucked up looking. Yeah. It's a pretty cool scene. It is a little long. I thought it a ran little a little bit. Well, it ran a little long, kind of milked yeah. the uh, When you got those effect. effects, you got to take advantage. Very stop it was motion. very, well, it was stop motiony, but it was very, it reminded me of the thing kind oh, of. It was badass. It was cool. Oh yeah. It totally reminded me of the thing, like the, the spider. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he comes, uh, this being, we he's don't a, know what it is yet. A skinless corpse is what it appears to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Julia gets back home and they're actually having dinner one night like I said with all the overdubbed fucking doctors or <laughs> yeah. lawyers in, the, in town and Larry's the, the guy the, holding court and he's like yeah. making jokes the young guy was doing like tricks with a cigarette <laughs> yeah trying yeah. to impress uh, which I thought Kirstie. was kind of cool yeah. Yeah. there was this music mu- this musician there was this magician who did tricks with cigarettes. Yeah. You guys ever seen oh, that? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's awesome. I can't remember his name. There's, there's would, a few, but yeah. But this guy would light cigarette after cigarette and like swallow them and bring them back. Yeah. And it was fucking nuts. Yeah. He died of cancer. He died of cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are the odds? Um, yeah. So Kirstie and this this young flock of seagulls fucking guy. <laughs> They're like flirty, flirty. <laughs> what, does he, what does he say? Have a drink? Because she's like, oh, no, I'll get dizzy or something. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like, have some all. And no, he says something Fucking like. Bill Cosby over here. He says something like, oh, I'll, I'll collapse or something. He's like, well, why don't you lay down or something like that? Yeah. Like trying to be smooth. Yeah. Like you can lay down on me. <laughs> have another drink. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> no one Julia is like in another she's bored she's she's in another realm because she's yeah. still thinking about Frank so yeah. she retires up to the bedroom she gives everybody like a kiss goodnight except for her husband <laughs> yeah where's mine <laughs> and they just kind of share this moment and by the way this house like I know they just moved in and it's been but this house is fucking dirty all the time yeah. like the walls are all stained it's like you've been there for like a week they at this only point. like somewhat cleaned yeah, it. Yeah. it up you lazy bastards <laughs> yeah come on the least you could do is like get a fucking magic eraser. Mm-hmm. Have some pride of ownership. The <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, house was huge. It was a big house. It's a cool house. It is a cool house. Yeah. Just need to clean it's it It's not as cool as like the Norman Bates house or no. the fucking Amityville house, but it's cool. Yeah. Actually kind of reminded me of the Amityville house a little bit in look. Yeah. Maybe in architecture. A little bit. Yeah. But um, it looks she, cozy. But anyway, yeah. She, she goes, goes up to the attic. Yeah. Frank. Grabs her right, grab her ankles or something. Yeah, he's like, "Don't look at me! Don't don't you fucking look at me!" Yeah, help me. She hears him at first, like she goes into the attic. Yeah, yeah, and she and he grabs her. Yeah, and then she's frightened. Yep, and he he basically says, "It's me, it's Frank," but he can't walk at this point. Like he's just a weak, skinless corpse. Yeah, Yeah. and he's like, "I need blood." Mm Like, cause Larry's blood you. brought me. <laughs> yeah, Larry's blood brought me back to life. Yeah, if I get more blood, there'll be more more skin and there'll more, be more, more of, of me. me. Yeah. yeah, more of me to love. <laughs> I was thinking, like, he's this skinless. What's his What's his dong look like? Oh, it's it's gonna just be just a, be just a mess and <laughs> just like a vein. Yeah, yeah. I've never oh. really thought about it. Well, but. think about it now, because uh-huh. <laughs> he has no skin, but he's got he's got the package. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two testes hanging down, mm-hmm. bungee cords. Yeah, yeah, no skin though. So he's he's permanently circumcised at this point. We don't know what he looked like before, but it's no skin. Yeah, he's like I'm a grower, not a shore. 
Uh, like, maybe wants, I'm yeah. not in love with you anymore, Frank. <laughs> and he wants some help growing. Yeah. So she agrees that she's going to help him. Because yeah. she's awful. Because she's a bitch. Yep. Yeah. And she's obsessed with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody leaves. It's the next and she week. only lives to serve him. Yeah. <laughs> and so she goes to this bar and this dude rolls up on her. Yep. And she's like, yeah, come back yeah, to my I place. Come back to my place. The second person that this they, they retained the English accent. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This dude is a creepazoid also. Oh, yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah. But he gets down to his tidy whities Yeah. His dirty draws. And then he's like, I'll go, go to the bathroom. I gotta take a piss, love. <laughs> I gotta go to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that like, with the exception of... If I don't pee first, my penis hurts when I orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to pee immediately afterwards. And it burns. Yes. <laughs> I think it's funny that like to clean out any residual. Um, you, you understand. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. Oh, I forgot. I think it's funny that. <laughs> I think it's funny that, with the exception of Frank, all the kind of creepy characters or villains are all they retain the English accent. Like it's kind of fucked up in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's like in Star Wars. Yeah. You know, all the bad guys have oh, yeah. British accents. All the mm-hmm. good guys, except for Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, so he goes t- to take a leak and he's like, did you lock the door here, love? <laughs> She's like, yep. I did. And she grabs a hammer and she beats him senseless. Uh-huh. And that's a pretty cool shot. It too, was pretty cool. Yeah. Because you see his face and it's all it's all bloodied gnarled. up and shit. Yeah. Teeth knocked out. Yeah. Gnarly. It's awesome. Yep. And then Frank comes out of nowhere and sucks his yeah he's like you gonna eat that (laughs) yeah he just eats his soul yep and he's like don't watch me (laughs) don't watch me when i eat (laughs) um but then frank gets a little bit stronger now he can stand getting better yeah and she does this to a few more people it's almost kind of vampiric in a way yeah yeah she does it to yeah at least another guy that we see stop hammer time (laughs) (laughs) it's almost a little bit life Uh force in a way Music hits me so hard. Makes me say, oh my lord. <laughs> we cut a music video for Hammer Time to yes. uh, Hellraiser. Where do we get Hammer Time from? Because she's hitting him with a hammer. Oh, there you yeah, go. That's her, that's her and way. then they, they want to fuck her and she's all, you can't touch this. Well, every, time, <laughs> every time I think of MC I told Hammer, you, boy. I think of those can't pants. Touch look in my the, eyes, yeah. man. Frank goes, don't look in my eyes. Please, look away. <laughs> so... Meanwhile, Larry goes to Kirsty and he's like, hey, Kirsty, Julia's your stepmom. Your mom's dead. You need to start a relationship with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Come around the house more. Make an effort. Why don't you surprise her? Yeah. And while before, right before this happens, too, Kirsty works at a pet store that sells, uh, that sells monkeys, of all things, which I thought was kind of strange. Like, they sell everything. Pet store sells monkeys. It was the 80s. But like, yeah, yeah. it was all about the monkeys. Uh, and, but this Here guy, come, this like homeless guy. <laughs> walking down the street. Oh, yeah. Peter Tork was getting sold. Shit, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not your stepping stone. I'm not your stepping stone. not your stepping stone. I love the fucking monkeys, oh, dude. hell yeah. yeah but this great. like bum guy comes into her store, her pet shop, and like starts eating crickets. She's like, put those back. Yeah. And he just eats them. <laughs> Blah. He's like, who do you think I am, Brett's son? I, I, once I eat them, they're, they're done. They ain't I'm like throwing they, them up. They ain't coming back. I like um, this texture. Yeah. But anyway, that sets up something that happens later. So yeah, so then uh, Kirsty goes to the house to kind of go say hi. Hi, Share howdy do's. Yep. She's like, all right, I'm going to make an effort. Yeah. But Julia's and, got a visitor. Yeah. She sees the guy with Julia. Yep. So she goes 
into she the house. She follows her. And then she hears like the screaming mm-hmm. because Julia kills him and Frank eats him. And now Frank is like got one of Larry's suits on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but he's all bloody. Yeah. And so he's got this fucking suit on over his like bloody corpse. It was, it's kind of a cool look that they did. I feel like if they did this movie now, like they could have made the corpse look cooler, but it still looked I thought good. It looked really good. Yeah. The only thing that got me was the nose. Like I was really kind of like, I thought it, he should have looked more like red skull from fucking, uh, oh, from uh, Civil Captain War. America. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Or Captain, yeah, not Civil War, Captain America. Still but, not a bad look though. Yeah. No, it was cool. Not a movie that I think they should remake, by the way. You don't need to. Um, Aren't they remaking this? No. I don't think so. Candyman, I know they are. Mm. Trailer yeah, came just out. Just Candyman, as far as I know. They need to leave this alone. Yeah. <laughs> Trailer just came out for a new Candyman. Yeah, it looks many, pretty yeah, rad. It does look cool. I'm in. I'm in, too. Because I wasn't really too impressed with the first one. Yeah. It's the right. original. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so... He attacks Kirsty. Yep. And he's like come to Papa or come to daddy or something. He's like, it's your uncle Frank. And she's like, what? You're fucked up. (laughs) And she, she finds the box. Yeah. She throws it out the window. Yep. And she like, he's like, no, he's like, give that to me. And she's like, go fetch bitch. She she leaves Mm -hmm. and she gets the box. She retrieves it. Yep. Yep. And then she takes the box with her. Yeah. And then she wakes up in a hospital, in a hospital. She collapsed. And the, and the doctor doctor's like, uh, we found this with you. Maybe this will jog your memory, but we're going to leave you alone with this. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll give you a moment to do what you need to do with it. And then, so she accidentally opens the box. She becomes fascinated with it and she accidentally opens it. And the Cenobites come and well, it's like a giant monster thing that like starts chasing her. Yeah. Like the, it's like a giant scorpion and it's clearly on wheels and being pushed. <laughs> well, like, I think you can even see the people pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the Cenobites come and um, yeah, they want to take her to Pinhead hell. Pinhead says the, the classic line. What does he say? He says, uh, we have such sights to show you. Yeah. That's such a great line. Yeah. Yeah. That one. And then your pain will be legendary even, yeah, in, even hell. in hell. And, and, let's, yeah. and, and let's get something straight. And there's a big misconception, I think, with a lot of horror fans. These aren't villains. These are not villains. Um, no, not really. They're neutral. But they are kind of sadistic. Well, very. They are. Yeah. I think we find out more in Hellraiser 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But in this movie, you're right, Alan, because of the fact that. They've been considered both angels and demons. There's like a neutral. They're like element. neither. Yeah. yeah they're they're neither. like whatever. But but they are. They do hit, take people to hell. Yeah. Like yeah. they're. It, but that's their job. I mean, some people enjoy it, some people yeah. don't. But you're right. Yeah, that's they're just clocking in. They're just yeah. trying to. Like, hey, I'm just, yeah. I'm just doing my job. They're basically. I'm just a squirrel trying they, to get a nut. They're basically <laughs> harvesting <laughs> that butt to the dance floor. Sorry. They're basically harvesting human souls. Yeah. yeah. And they're immoral. They they have and mostly the people that are opening these box yeah. are bad people anyway, right? Because yeah. they're like greedy people. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Kirsty says, "Let's make a deal." Mm-hmm. I know you. There's this guy named Frank, and they're like, "Yeah." He got out. He got out, and they're like, no one ever escapes. And they're like, well, he did, bitch. Yeah, because fucking female Cenobite, she's like really obsessed with uh, Kirsty. She like wants her. She's like, you're coming with us. She's got that fucking yeah. tracheotomy, uh-huh, and yeah. she like speaks through it. Anyway, so she's like, so Pinhead's like, hold on, let's let's hear her out. And Kirsty says, I know where Frank is. I can get him. And they're like, all right. But don't fuck with us. Yeah, and they basically tell her like, 
if you bring him like and he, we get him to confess, maybe we'll let you like we'll yeah. let you live, pass. Let you like yeah. yeah. Because the thing is, she summoned them accidentally. So, yes. yeah. so they do make a deal. Yep, and then that's but, when Pinhead says, "But they could take her if they wanted." Yeah, Pinhead says, "If you double cross us, because they're after Frank." Yes, because they because he escaped. Right. Yeah. So she gets back to the house. Dad's acting a little funny. Yeah, and all of a sudden, Dad's there. Something's not right. And he's like, "I took care of it. Everything's good. Frank's dead." Yeah, except for <laughs> meanwhile, he's got like a weird hairline of like guts blood? on him, blood and guts or something. Yep. And so we're kind of like, huh? But dad's acting weird. And and Kirsty seems to know something's up. Yep. Like, and then this isn't sitting right. She's like, I want to see him. And uh, yeah, show me that Frank body. Larry, the dad, says, All right, Julia, go take her up to him. So she takes her up to the attic, and there's a skinned body mm-hmm. that like she saw earlier, and it's laying there and it's dead. So she's like, All right, cool. Not really. She's like, This is kind of fucked up. And then the Cenobites show up, but uh, Julia like runs. No, she goes or, back. Uh, no, Kirsty. Kirsty right. goes back downstairs with Julia, and the dad's sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah, everything's cool." And he's like, "Come to daddy." And when he yeah. says it, that triggers when Frank said it mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. And so she's like, "Uh, you're not my dad." And yeah. then Larry Frank, yeah. Frank pulls out the switchblade, and he goes to stab Kirsty. Yeah. Kirsty fucking ducks and dodges. Cat-like reflexes, <laughs> yeah. And he stabs Julia. Oops. Yeah, but the Cenobites did show up because... she runs. That's why she runs downstairs. Oh, yeah, she okay. runs downstairs. And she gets stopped. But but they're not tricked by by Frank's deception. They know it's not Frank. Yeah. So I thought that happens in a second. But, I thought well, that happens yeah, yeah, after that Julia dies. It happened right before. Yeah, oh, okay. well, and then Julia before dies. Before and after, because Julia dies, and then Frank's like, well, oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and eat your soul now. Yeah, because yeah, Frank... Says to her, nothing personal, sweetheart, or something like that. Nom, nom, nom. And then he goes upstairs chasing after Kirsty, And then he's about ready to kill Kirsty. And and he confesses. He does the villain thing. Yep. And he's like, this was my plan all along. Mm -hmm. And the Cenobites are like, oh, really? (laughs) They were hiding in the wings. Now they know for sure. Yep. And so they come out and they're like, what? What? And he's like, you fucking bitch. (laughs) <laughs> and then all of a sudden the fish hooks come back out and they like stretching his face. Yeah, and they tell <laughs> and they tell Kirsty to leave. They're like, "Hey, you get out of here." Oh, that was the one thing I was going to say about this though. Alan is the guy who played Larry. Yeah, and who's now playing the role of Frank, right. dressed as Larry. Right. He has a good evil. Look. Oh sure. And then when oh, yeah. he does that switch, yeah, he, it's very natural. Yeah, yeah. He makes a good bad guy. Have you have you guys seen Dirty Harry? Like, is it nah, been, it's been, been, a, been a long time? He was. He was Scorpio. It was a great villain, and that movie had such an effect on people. Is he the one that Clint Eastwood says, are you feeling lucky, punk? Yeah. Too? That's who he says it to. Yep. Um, anyway, so he's got the fish hooks in his face, and he's stretching it out. And then uh, Frank slash Larry like, starts like giving his teeth a lick, and he's like, la, 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 la. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so gross. And he says something. I forget what he says, but he's like... Uh, He's like, you fucking bitch, or something like that. And then he gets <laughs> he ripped said, apart. Dreams last so, so <laughs> long, like, even after you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, pieces of him get ripped apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, so then she's like, I'm out of here. So she goes running away. However, the Cenobite, female Cenobite's like, hmm, yeah. not so fast. Yeah, and I like think I that's said, when Pin, uh, Pinhead says we have uh, such, such sights to show you. Sights to show you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so she's coming after, or the female Cenobite's coming after her, and she's like, well, we've made a deal. And they're like, nah. Yeah. Deal, schmeal. And you know, it could uh, be considered- Did we have a deal? Because there was no contract. It could be no considered notary. like a villainous thing, yeah. but she is the one that summoned them. Yeah. 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 It's not like they're hunting down people. Yeah. No, they're not. 
But she so she grabs un- the box. Like, yeah, starts like undoing it, and yeah. one by one is like sending them back. Like, don't do that. Please don't do that. Uh, put, please put that down. So Chatter gets sent back. Uh, Butterball, female Cenobite, Pinhead, and then uh, and then uh, Homeboy, the boyfriend, the, the cigarette tricks. Mm-hmm. He comes and. Um, they're they're gonna leave and they open the door and there's the fucking scorpion yeah um and so they blast they fight yeah. they have a tussle with him for they a call, little bit they call that creature the engineer yeah oh okay the engineer but yeah it's yeah monster on wheels with fucking monster on wheels <laughs> scorpion monster on yeah. wheels yep and they they zap him back and then uh they go outside they throw the puzzle box into the fire and uh, then the homeless man comes and then, yeah cricket boy Comes strolling up. And he grabs the puzzle box and then he turns, turns into, into a like fucking, a fucking pterodactyl. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> rawr, rawr, and he flies away. Demon, yeah. And then that's it. Yep. And then we cut to the box is now back in the same place that it was at the beginning of the movie. And Being now there's there's somebody, a new yeah. customer. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's it. And that's the end of the movie. That guy's going to make some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <He's> all, <laughs> always make money here <laughs> in Monaco. I mean, Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, what'd you guys think? Alan, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. It's really the highlight of the late 80s as far as like horror movie characters. Um, yeah, because this was 87. This was after we've already been introduced to Michael Myers, Freddy, right. Jason. Yeah. And, you know, and a, at this point, you know, we've had a number of sequels in the franchises and, um, you know, things were like kind of not getting stale but things kind of became a little comical um but i think um hellraiser really kind of brought things back as far as like kind of a serious tone as far as like a major character in horror Mm. um the reviews from what i remember reading um it was highly praised in Britain because, you know... You know who didn't like it? <laughs> yeah, I Roger know. Ebert. Yeah. Roger Ebert, that <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, they were, they were calling it the best horror to come out of Britain. And I mean, that's whoever... I don't remember who said that, but that says a lot because he had a lot of the Hammer horror movies and, you know, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee and those guys, so... And that was old school, though. That was old school stuff. That was stuff. like Golden Age, so, Silver Age. Um, but it's really intelligent for its time, um, you know, and I, I appreciate the serious tone it had, again, for the time period. Um, and it's, it's more of kind of like, it's a little bit of a Gothic love story. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's not, uh, your traditional horror movie, but it, it kind of had a twisted side to it. Yeah. Obviously it was kind of dry at times for me though. Um, the score was really generic. Um, you know, there were kind of lulls in the story for me, but, uh, I think it would have been better had they kept it like a British film with just a couple of perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just to keep it more consistent and more maybe established that. Yeah, like, if it was better story, a better structure maybe. Um, but the gore effects were amazing. Um, I'm kind of torn over it though because I think it kind of took away from the story a little bit. Like I think the story could have been a little bit better, a little more elaborate, but they relied on the effects. So I mean, it was kind of a, maybe an okay balance. Um, and some things weren't really explained, but the second movie does a better job of that. And we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I give it three and a half. Pamela Voorhees. Oh. Hits. Um, you know, it's, I think it's essential viewing. It's something that you can go back to every once in a while. The story I think could have had more to it, but it's, it's a good start. Yeah. To, you know, what's to come. 
I agree. Um, I like this movie. I think the first half drags a little bit. I, I found myself bored um, kind of during the first act. Um, my biggest problems with the movie is I don't find any of the characters likable other than uh, Kirsty. so other than what, Ashley Lawrence. I thought she was really pretty much the only likable character. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot of characters. But I think she's only... I think she's... The, the one that's supposed to be the yeah. only likable one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just wish they had put some like endearing qualities in some of the people so that you care about them or, you know, yeah. maybe the dad. I don't know. Yeah. But no. the talent's point, the, I thought the effects were really cool. I actually didn't mind the score. I kind of liked it. Uh, but I, I think, not to get ahead of myself, the score is better in the second one. I didn't hate it, but it I was... I think what Alan's saying, he said it was kind of generic. Like It, it was didn't kind really of like, have... You could have guessed what they were going to yeah, do yeah, it as didn't far have, as the score goes. Yeah, it didn't really have any influence on anything. It was just there. Like, it yeah. was just safe. But the makeup effects, um, I like the originality of the story itself. Um, and mm. I love the Cenobites. Like, their look is yeah. iconic and just very cool. And nothing had ever come out before then that I can think of that looked right. anything like that. So it definitely scores major originality points. And you, know, and you know what? I think it was very influential on industrial music. Oh, absolutely. Culture, too. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, but overall, I like this movie. I don't love this movie, but um, I give it three. Three. Yeah, I think I'm going to go three also. I like this movie. I like the visuals of this movie. I like the quote-unquote villains of the Cenobites yeah. um, who aren't really the villains because the villain is Frank and Julia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Those are the villains. Those are the bad guys. Um, the people that help us get the revenge and the comeuppance of the bad guys are the Cenobites, yeah. right? So they're kind of the good guys. But um, I love their looks. Yeah. I love the makeup. I love the practical effects. Yeah. There was some like cheesy effects, yeah, like when kinda, she was solving the box. Yeah, and some get of the those. digital lights and stuff. That <laughs> yeah. Pew, pew. But I mean, I didn't mind that. You know, it's and 1987. I had, and, I, and I had read that like when they started doing that part of the movie, I think the budget was pretty much spent. And Clive Barker, I think, had to animate a lot of that stuff himself. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't bother me. Right. It's just like, okay, well, that takes a little bit away, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. from how good the other visuals were. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, God, what's in Clive Barker's head? Because <laughs> when you see some of these visuals, like especially at the beginning when the when that pillar with all the fucking shit nailed to it and the chains and like it's very SM, very yeah. bondage, mm-hmm. very yeah. dark. Yeah, bring out macabre. the cob. Yeah. Um and not in a bad way and not only in a sexual way, although I think a lot of it has to do with like sexual pleasure, right? Yeah. That's what pleasure and pain. That's what yeah. Frank is And the Cenobites don't know the difference between the two. That's another no. thing. Yeah. No, and that's why they say some people say we're angels and some people say we're demons right. because some people like it and some people don't. Yeah. Um But something else that kind of put my rating where it's at, I, I wanted to rate it more, was the inexperience at the directing. Yeah. Um, so it was very basic camera shots, really basic yeah. filmmaking. And that's where I was going to go. And that's not go. to knock Clive Barker. No, not at all. I mean, it was his first film, but. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of movies from this late 80s, you know, they have that, that I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but they have that haze. There's, there's a lot of it in the late 80s and the early 90s. Where it has that haze look to it. Mm-hmm. And they're all filmed the same way and nobody's really doing anything special. And what you really have to look for as far as like really special directing for the most part is like American independent cinema. Yeah. Where like guys like Jim Jarmusch are really doing a lot of things with camera work. But uh, it just seemed like in this era of filmmaking with horror movies, there wasn't really anything that stands out outside of gore effects and things like that. Um, And this was one example of that where it could have been so much better 
camera work, visually and directing. Yeah, yeah, the special effects. I do think though, where that lacks, much like what David said, I think the story propels it. The story's up. good. Because the story, maybe not the script so much, because there was some... It's a little hokey. ...draggy parts to it, but the story is like, wow, that's pretty fucking... That's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. And... It plays almost like a short story. I think that's what it was. Right. I mean, you know, it comes in at 93 minutes. I mean, that's that's not too long. That's not too short. But it the story's good, but it's very also basic. Yeah. It is, but I like the idea of these these weird demon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And each one of them, you're like, what's their story? Like, yeah. why yeah. does he have pins yeah. in his head? And why does he chatter? Yeah. And why does this? <laughs> so, um, I, I, but I do like the movie. I do think it's essential. I think yeah. we can all agree on that, that, that this is a, a basis for obviously the whole franchise of Hellraiser films. Right. But it also influenced a lot of other stuff that was to come, whether it be different music genres or, or, or look like the whole goth, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, with the leather, like fucking Morpheus. I mean, from, oh, yeah, from, yeah, from the uh, Matrix, Matrix yeah. like looks kind of like that yeah. uh, with his outfit and everything. So I think a, a lot of that uh, was influential, but it also influenced a sequel. Yep. yep. <laughs> the sequel came out next the next year. Yeah. Um, actually in 1988, and it was called Hellraiser 2 Hellbound, which Hellbound was supposed to, was what Clive Barker wanted to call the first yeah, movie. Yeah, so that was interesting. This one's called Hellbound Hellraiser 2, mm-hmm. which is, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. And Hellbound, Hellbound, the term Hellbound kind of plays into the story, too, a little bit. Yeah. Um, Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. But it picks up right where the last one yep. left off. I mean... We yeah. start with a montage, like, to catch us up. Like, hey, if you missed the first one, here's the... Honestly, you don't even need to watch the first movie. You really don't. <laughs> you no. can watch the second they movie. They do a really good job. the first 15 of, minutes of yeah. the second movie tells you everything that happened in the first movie. I yeah. thought... and uh, Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I felt like the montage at the beginning... At first, I was like, yeah, all right. But then later in the movie, they rehash everything that happened anyway, so it renders the entire, like, montage at the beginning pointless. Yeah. Um, or renders the second part like where they hash it all again, pointless, like pick one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually enjoyed the fact that they went back and recapped everything because I think this movie had a bigger budget. Yeah. I think this movie was seen by more people and that the first movie wasn't. So, and we're also talking about an age where it wasn't like, Oh, we're going to go on Netflix and watch this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to either rent the movie or, or have seen it in the cinema. Um, and if you didn't, well, now the new movie's out. So it's like, well, I guess I'll watch it. You know, I've heard yeah. a lot of good things about the first one. Um, so they got to kind of rehash everything. But I thought they handled it pretty well at the beginning. Yeah. And that opening title music was really cool. And it was the same composer. So it was Christopher it Young that did both. But yeah, I thought the music in this one was better. And then, and then right off the bat, like the, that opening title music was really cool. Right. Not to get into my review right now, but the, right. The score was an improvement in part two. Yeah, so we can we can probably discuss this movie pretty quickly because there's not a lot to this story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the same type of story. It, yeah, but it is. Yeah, Ashley, very similar. Ashley or Ashley. The, the roles actors, are kind of reversed. The actress's yeah, Kirt- name is Kirstie. Ashley. Yeah. Kirsty, Kirsty, Alley, <laughs> and Shelley Long. Yes, we're both on Cheers. Yep. Um, but Kirsty's in a mental hospital. And uh, there's a there's another girl in the mental hospital too who likes to do puzzles. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, oh, she just sits there doing puzzles all day. I wonder <laughs> if that'll come into play later. Uh, there's a doctor, Doctor Chenard. Yeah, and he's a sadistic doctor, and then he's got an assistant, 
um, who kind of takes a liking to Kirsty. Kyle McRae. Even though Kyle takes a liking to her, even though Kirsty he looks like, like Michael boyf- Keaton. Kirsty's boyfriend, a little bit, yeah, it kind of does. Kirsty's boyfriend, like, is nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like she's like, I mean, this is like the day after this, all the events yeah. in the first movie like happened. He started showing me cigarette tricks again. I was like, all right, this they only they only reference one, one, one thing is bag of tricks. <laughs> they briefly reference him. They say, oh, we let him go a few days ago. Yeah. Like, now, if he could stab through crackers, at a <laughs> there you go. I'd keep him around. Uh-huh. But. Let me show you something. <laughs> oh shit! I need to go to the doctor. Um, anyways, the blood doesn't get to the floorboards or onto a mattress. That would suck. So yeah, well, speaking of the mattress, we find out that the cops are at the um, murder scene. Yeah, at the old house, and and Kiersey's trying to tell the doctors like what happened. This is what happened. That's why she's in a mental hospital. She explains it and. And they're actually listening to her. And she's warning them about the mattress. Like, you got to destroy the mattress. You got to destroy oh, the mattress. Oh, we forgot to say that in the first movie. That's where Julia ended up. Right. Yeah. The Cenobites got her and, yeah. like, pinned her to a mattress. Yeah. And that's where she died. Yeah. Yep. But the doctor kind of... he. But, but one of the he cops... starts thinking about it. One he, of the cops gets pulled into the mattress. Yeah. Yeah, the cops are there <laughs> to retrieve it. Yeah. And the, Come here. And the guy's like... Guy's like the Dr. Chenard's like, bring the mattress to my house. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the assistant overhears him and he thinks it's kind of odd. Yeah. But then we come back to the cops and one of the cops gets sucked into the mattress. Yeah. Don't it's you think weird? Don't you think you would kind of be like, all right, we got to do something with this. We're not going to take it yeah, to this doctor's yeah. house. But of I guess course the, they wouldn't. The doctor's so influential that they decide. They always, yeah. Let's do what he says. So they take it to the house and the doctor, um, does well, he bring someone he, to sacrifice bring, to yeah, it? Yeah, so later he brings one of uh, his mental patients. Well, yeah. It's or sitting, does he see... It's sitting in the office at his at his home. And the assistant kind of... He goes to investigate. He's looking for something. Yeah, and... Chen- but, but Julia hasn't come out of the mattress yet? Not yet. The mattress is at his office at his home. Oh, and so he just... And he's, he's walking, thinking like, he's oh, if I sacrifice the asylum, somebody... And it. he's kind of shopping basically for who oh yeah he also goes down into the basement of the asylum and that's where they keep all the cuckoo crazy he finds a guy in a straight jacket who has delusions that there's always stuff on him so they have to have him in a straight jacket so that he doesn't pick at his own skin so basically yeah okay based off of kirstie's story he goes and takes you know one of the guys that he finds right there and he He puts him on the mattress and he gives him a knife so he can cut his skin away cut his skin Thing. By the way, Kyle. And that before, won't, that, before and, and just in case that won't imp- implement him as, exactly as a murderer. J- uh, Kyle, before Chenard shows up and does all this stuff with the mental patient, he's, he's hiding behind looking, a but he's looking through the notes, and we see that the doctor is fascinated mm-hmm. with um, puzzle boxes. The puzzle boxes. He's he has got three, like of, them. three yeah. of them, which made me think of like, are all three different? Is yeah. it just yeah. like? And also another reason why he, Kyle even goes there in the first place is Julia tells him because Julia Kirsty uh, keeps saying uh, <laughs> Kirsty tells him that uh, she had a vision of her father uh, and he was skinned alive. What are you singing? What song is vision that? of love vision by of love? Mariah Carey? <laughs> I, had a, I think we sang it. In I think we episode. did. Yeah, this is just so I think we did the little run, the little. <laughs> Anyway, she has a vision. Alan's look on his of, face. When we I'm sing. waiting for Dave to finish. <laughs> she has a, thinking Mariah. She Curry. has a vision of uh, love. Her, yes, grandeur of her father uh, saying, and, "Help me, I'm in hell." Yep, and he like painted it on a wall of like with his own blood. Right. Yeah, and it says, "Yeah, 
I am in hell, help me. Which yeah. I thought was interesting because there's a Nine Inch Nails song called Help Me, I Am in Hell. And I'm, there's got to be a connection. Like I said. Even though it's reversed. Yeah. Industrial. But yeah, going music. back to what you said about totally. it, uh, influencing industrial. No Trent Reznor ripping off. So she kind of enlists Kyle to help too. Like, hey, I, I need to figure, like, I got to help my dad. Yeah, and, so Kyle and, goes and he kind of and he kind of likes her too. You can oh, you yeah. can kind of pick up on that. He's attracted to her. And yeah, yeah Kirsty's easy on the eyes. He wants to help her, so she's like, "You got to do something." So he finds all these notes. <laughs> you got to work, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he finds all these notes that Shenard has written down and taken. And there's pictures of the box, and there's these demons that he's that he's collected, like these drawings and these stories over time. And so you can tell that this guy's obsessed. And I like when Kyle sees all this stuff. He just goes. Fucking weird. Like his Dude, reaction is like he yeah, has. He has. Hold on. He he's has, a pretty shitty actor. He has the no, but he has the funniest like facial reaction. He's just like, I can't. He, I can't show you right well, now. But he's just we'll like, we'll get to it later. But huh? he, he has one of my favorite lines in, in the whole movie. And okay. it's just pure garbage. So, <laughs> so the the psycho the psycho patient sits on there and he starts cutting himself and then Julia comes out of the mattress. Yeah, he takes the straight jacket off. He's like, oh, there's bugs on me. Julia comes out of the mattress. And oh, and him. that scene with the patient on the mattress with the maggot—it was so gross. Bugs—it was so gross. But I awesome. Said to, I said to my wife, it "I was, can awesome. you imagine?" Because there's people that are like and those that, were right? special like, effects. That was legit. Yeah, but there's people out there that are like that. Oh, sure, right, absolutely. And I go, "Can you imagine like oh. what kind of life that is? Like just thinking. Can you imagine just seeing like, that? Like you have to like scratch at your skin yeah. and all that kind of crap. Ugh. Oh man, just kill me." <laughs> We'll take you to a mat- bloody mattress. Mm-hmm. Let's Just go. end it. Uh, Julia comes out and she tells Shenard, she's like, uh, let's fuck. <laughs> hey, big boy. <laughs> it's, it's, she pretty much into, seduces him. dead chicks? Yes. Yeah. She's d- dead bloody chicks? Dead bloody chicks with no skin? Yeah. Well, at first he's, he's kind of... But she's got boobies. Uh-huh. He's kind of like, he's kind of shocked, but he's also like... Intrigued. Like, intrigued, mm-hmm. yeah. But he's also like his house is very white and clean and like sterile. She's getting blood, and on she's the wall. getting blood everywhere. Yeah, but he wraps her up in bandages. Yeah, yeah. very bright of Frankenstein. Well, at first, at first she puts a one of his like suit white suits on, and I was thinking like he's probably thinking, God, my white suit, my white suit of all suits, of all suits, you pick Come my on. white suit. She's like bleeding through it. Yeah, but yeah, he bride of Frankenstein's her up. Yeah. And, and, and this, then puts a dress on her. At this point of the movie where he sacrifices the patient and Julie comes out, this is where the movie really picks up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't take long to get there. Like the About first, 25 minutes. Yeah, but 15 of that was flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so I mean, it was retelling of the first movie. Yeah. So. And then retelling it again Yeah, <laughs> a few minutes later. Anyway. Uh, so Kyle goes back to get Kirsty, but all of her clothes have been taken. And this is where Kyle has the best line <laughs> of the entire movie. He says, well, I can get you some clothes. I can do that. I'm a doctor. Like, yeah. I like I like when <laughs> he's such a fucking. I'm idiot. a doctor. I can get clothes. I like her reaction when she opens that that uh, that cabinet where her clothes are supposed to be, and she turns to him and she goes, "Shit!" <laughs> like, yeah, she does. Yeah, shit. It's like you could say, "Like, hey, where are my clothes?" Yeah. But she's just like, "Shit!" <laughs> yeah. So those two go back to the doctor's house and they're looking around and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, yeah. Kyle, Kyle's like, you wait here. And by that point, Chenard's already like brought Julia several people. He's like, you wait here. And that's, and you know what? That's a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, we see them hanging. Kyle discovers all these bodies in this room. Like how much time had passed well, where they get that many people? I, I don't know how much time has passed, but I do know this, that it would fucking stink. Yeah. 
and why they couldn't <laughs> smell it from the other you could yeah it smells like i could smell people. it from my house yeah and you know this <laughs> watching this movie and you know this dr chenard guy you know he seems like a kind of a classy kind of guy like you know he's a psychopath he's a psychopath yeah and you gotta oh, imagine yeah. that house does stink oh yeah but the he's in he's obsessed by the whole process yeah well yeah and he's pretty much obsessed because he wants to open the gateway mm-hmm. yeah. he wants in and so he's helping Julia, so Julia will help him. So Kyle goes into this room, and he's like, what the fuck? The door, before he gets into the room, though, Julia appears, and she's got her skin back, which mm-hmm. is really weird because Frank didn't get his skin back. He had to take the skin off of Larry. Yeah, hers grew. Hers grew back? She was eating a lot of people. Maybe because she ate more people <laughs> instead of just like three people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she ate like a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's got her skin back. And uh, she talks to Kyle and she like tries to seduce him mm-hmm. and then she eats him. And he's really freaked out too. <laughs> that he's, surprised me. I expected him to. sticks her fingers in the back of oh, his yeah. skull and then sucks out his fucking. I thought he was going to be around longer in this movie. Like, no, I was glad he was he, gone. He did. Oh yeah, I was fine with him being dead. <laughs> Kirstie comes in and Julie just knocks her out with an open hand slap. I slap you. Yep. And she doesn't kill her. She doesn't kill her. Because we got to keep Kirstie alive. Yeah. Tiffany yeah. is solving the puzzle box, and Julia and Dr. Chenard are watching her as she's solving it. But they're hiding. Yeah, they're like watching her through a one-way mirror. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, solve that puzzle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. So gross. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my David. God. <laughs> <laughs> that was Brett. That was Brett. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Brett, put it away. Yeah. It was actually Polly Shore just watching. It was like... All right, guys, it was. It was put, put your toys away. <laughs> um, so she solves it, and the Cenobites come out. Yeah. and uh, But they're, they're no slouches. They know what's up. No, and it's it's all of them. It's Butterball. It's Chatterer. It's a, a female Cenobite, but it, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's a different actress, and uh, it's Pinhead. We don't have a Roller Scorpion anymore. No, yeah, he's, he's not gone. there. <laughs> but um, anyway, they go running, or... Um, Tiffany, like, she runs off, and they're like, explore. We yeah. have... Have fun. We have a lot of time. We yeah. got our carnival set up for <laughs> but, you. But you would think, like, in consistency to the normal process, they would take her. But he points out, Pinhead points out... Oh, he says... It's not the hands that summon us. It is desire. They know it's not her. Yep. And so they go after Shenard and Julia, but... Julia and Shenard, so like, so they're all in hell. There's there's doors that open up on the walls, and so Kirsty's there, Tiffany's there. They they get split up. Um, they don't even know that each other is there. I don't think yet. And then Shenard and uh, Julia go walking down, and it becomes very much fucking labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, is like, um, and I even like said that out loud while I was watching this movie because like, t- uh, Julia. Er, Kirstie's running through and it's like exactly out of the movie Labyrinth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like there's walls and she doesn't know where she's going. There's a big fucking maze, but they're in hell. Julia takes Shenard to a, basically there's like this Leviathan that's in the middle of this fucking labyrinth. Right. Yeah. And then there's a, a bigger version of the box that opens up and she yeah. pushes Shenard in there. Yeah. And she's like, you wanted this. And she's like, I basically she was just using him, right? Just like Frank used her. Yep. 
but she pushes him in. Because she's the worst. <laughs> she's a <laughs> fucking bitch. And then Shenard gets like shit jammed into his head and his mouth and his anus and yeah, he gets everywhere. All up. <laughs> gets, yeah. He's all inputs. He basically becomes a Cenobite. Yep. And yeah. he gets basically transformed into a Cenobite. Yeah, and he's like a weird claw machine on his head. One, one thing that we forgot to mention, kind of a key point. At the beginning of this movie, we see Doug Bradley as a human. I was going to mention that later. Yeah. Like, yeah, we get his origin story. Basically, yeah, we get. Yeah, he was a soldier. Story. Yeah, yeah. He's got and a nice he, little pith hat. Yeah, and he uh, he um, solved the box. Yeah, that's it. And then he got turned into Pinhead. <laughs> yep. And yeah. we see him get transformed. Yeah, we see him get made. Yeah. That was kind of cool. It was very cool. We um, learned that the Cenobites were formerly human. Yeah. So that's when Shenard gets turned into a Cenobite. We know. That that's happened mm-hmm. before in the past, right? Uh, Kirsty and Tiffany kind of meet up, and they're like, "We got to find a way out." And then Kirsty sees the door to her dad's house. She's like, "I got to go in there because she thinks her dad's trapped in hell." Right? From what David told us earlier, and so she goes in there, and we discovered that it wasn't the dad at all. It was Frank. Tricked you, <laughs> tricked you, bitch. <laughs> you dumbass. And so it was me. Frank wants her. Because he wants her to fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Basically. Like, he wants to fuck his own knees. Gross. Yeah. Super gross. Super duper gross. Um, But she's like, okay, yeah, I'll do anything you want. She, like, tricks him. But then she, like, burns, Mm -hmm. um, like, the clothing or, like, the, the sheet or whatever. Yeah. Which causes everything to burn. And, um... I like how she knew exactly what to do. <laughs> yeah. like, All right. But then Julia comes in with Tiffany and Frank's still there, but he's like now skinless oh. Frank again. Hey, baby. Right? What's up? Is he skinless Frank again? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, sorry, I didn't call. Yeah. You and know, she's like, understand. she's like, oh, yeah. But then she doesn't Julia kill Frank. Yeah, She rips his heart out. Right. Yeah. It's right. awesome. Yeah. She and of course, it. it's still beating. Yeah, she does it because she's a bitch. She gives him the old Kalima. <laughs> yeah, she gives him the Kalima. Kirsty and Tiffany then are like, "We're out of here." They run away, but Julia runs after him, and Julia's got the fucking box that's now in the shape of like a dagger. And there's a vortex. Yep. And they start all getting sucked out of this. Yeah. But uh, Kirsty's like, Tiffany, give me your hand. She grabs her hand. And then, but Julia's hanging on to uh, <laughs> uh, Tiffany's hand. Yeah. It's kind of like she's, Tiffany's in the middle. But then <laughs> Julia doesn't realize that her skin can come right off. Yeah. yeah. Because her skin's still healing. Right off. It's still <laughs> fresh. Yeah. Yep. Sucks her right out of her own skin. Yep. And she goes, gets sucked into the <laughs> vortex. Yeah. And her skin li- skin is just balled up like yeah. dirty yeah. clothes. <laughs> um, so Kirsty and Tiffany go back to the hospital. Well, they encounter the claw machine, uh, Chenard. Well, yeah. he's back at the hospital and he's like, yeah. going to kill yeah. everybody. Yeah. But yeah, he comes out and he's like, Roar. he's like, gets right. suspended he, in he the air. Killing patients left and right. Yeah. He's, You're dead. He has You're some dead. good lines too. He's like, the doctor is in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says some of those cheesy, like fucking yeah. doctor giggles lines. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so they're like running from him and then the Cenobites show up mm-hmm. yeah. Pinhead and his crew and they're like uh, this is our turf homie and uh, well, they're, they're, Shenard's like no well there's some dialogue between uh, Kirsty and Pinhead well that's at this point yeah where she shows him a photo of she himself. shows him a photo of yeah so yeah. so Pinhead Pinhead is gonna like fight with Shenard 
or Pinhead. Yeah, Pinhead's going to take Kirstie's life, and she's like, "Look at this photo of yourself. You were once a human." Right. And he's like, "He goes, oh shit." He's like, "I was never a human." And then he goes, "Oh wait, yes, yes, I was. I remember." Yep. And I was really handsome. And she's like, "Yeah, you, you were all right. You were." I was like, he's "I like, was, I was, I was <laughs> handsome. <laughs> I could have any woman I wanted." Like, oh, yeah, of course, yes, yes, yes. But then Shenard comes and he's like, "Fuck you all, especially you, <laughs> and also you as well." <laughs> and he starts going after the Cenobites who are like gonna fight him. Yeah. So it's like Cenobite on Cenobite. It's very one sided. Yeah, Shenard like makes easy work of all of them. All but of them. He goes after Chatterer and turns Dude, into like a little up. boy. He yeah. was a kid. Yeah. And then a uh, female Cenobite turns into a, f- a female. And then <laughs> and then uh, Butterball wasn't fat. Yeah. Was he? Or uh, was he? He's kind of a stocky guy. Oh, okay. Husky. Maybe he was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Big boned. <laughs> he was husky. <laughs> um, and, then, uh, and then he goes after Pinhead and he starts zapping Pinhead. And he's like slowly reverting back to Doug yeah. Bradley yeah. from the beginning. And then, um, and then, so Chenard wins. And he slashes his throat. And, he, and his tires. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't, can't leave. You can't leave. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he has uh, Tiffany trapped. Yep, he chases after that, them two. And yeah. there's another one of those, like, bigger versions of the puzzle box. Right. Yep. And uh, Tiffany and Chenard are fighting. And uh, Kirstie's there. And she's like... Oh, hold on one second. She like runs away. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Julia shows up. There's Julia. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Julia uh, seduces Shenard. Mm-hmm. And then... Gives him a nice wet licorice kiss. And then uh, like kills him. But it... it well, she, well Tiffany, she gives Tiffany enough time to solve the puzzle. Oh, the solve puzzle. the puzzle back. Yeah. 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 So Tiffany grabs the puzzle, solves <laughs> it back. And Shenard's head gets ripped off by like the claw machine that's like... Yeah, and he rips it off like at the top of the jaw. Like yeah. not yeah. just at it's the awesome. neck. Like leaving the bottom of his jaw. It was pretty rad. It was awesome. Yeah. And so he dies. And so then Tiffany is going to fall, but Julia gives her, says, take my hand, trust me. And she pulls her back up and then she takes off the skin. And it was, it was me. It was Kirstie the (laughs) entire time. time. So stupid. It's like, Uh, (laughs) yeah, very Scooby-Doo. I didn't realize it's Scoob. (laughs) Got me a Julia suit. (laughs) That would be gross. Just put on someone else's yeah, skin. Yeah, you got all their blood all over you. Wow. And then the two walk away. Meanwhile, everybody in the hospital is dead. Yep. And then there's like little wreaths on their, yeah. on their hospital beds. Like, uh, Damn healthcare no, system. No questions asked. <laughs> nope. And then Julia and Kirsty <laughs> go walking off into the, the sunset. <laughs> no questions. Movie over. All yeah. right. So here's the thing about this movie. Um, I know we're kind of like all over the place in this, <laughs> jumping around. And I feel like the movie doesn't do that as much. I I like this movie a lot better than the first one. Mm. Hmm. I thought it was way better. This is my favorite of the Hellraiser movies. I just thought um, we get more Cenobite action and that's what I like. Okay. Um, I thought the story was a little bit better. Um, No, I don't, I don't want to say better. It was, uh, it was different, but it was a continuation. It It was a little deeper. It was. We get some more explanation. We get a little more backstory. Backstory about the Cenobites, about Pinhead. Um, I liked it also because at the end, like we said in the first movie, the bad guys aren't the bad guys. It's Shenard who's the bad guy. Pinhead's mm-hmm. not a bad guy. He becomes a good yeah. guy. Frank's a bad guy. Julia's a bad guy. But the Cenobites aren't, even right. though they're considered horror villains. Right. Yeah. Uh, like really Alan not. had said. They're the, really not. They're not. Not until three. Yeah, which I forget. 
Yeah. What? I just know there's a guy with a bunch of CDs in his head in three. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I like this one a lot better than the first one. In fact, uh, I'm going to give it a four. A four. Um, and I think if you're going to watch a Hellraiser movie, this is the only one that you really need to watch. You don't even need to watch the first one because it recaps everything. And you get the same actors from the first one in the second one. They can show flashbacks from the first movie. And you can watch the second movie and everybody's the same actor. So, four for me. Dave, what say you? Uh, I did not like this one as much as the first one. You're nuts. Um, to me, it just felt like the same movie. It had better effects. Like, to mm. your point, like there was definitely more budget. I did like the score better. The The visual effects were better. But it just felt like I just... Maybe it didn't help that I watched them back to back. I watched back, them but back I was like, to back I literally also. just saw this same movie. Um, but I didn't think the acting was very good. Um, I didn't think the script was very good. I thought it was weird that Chenard immediately after becoming a Cenobite becomes the most powerful one and is able to dispatch of all of them super easily. I thought it was kind of weird. Um, Some of the dialogue was weird. Like they say each other's names a lot. Uh, There was, uh, it was okay. I didn't hate it or anything like that, but I gave it two and a half. I thought it was just all right. Brett, what did you give it? Four. You give it, and you gave Hellraiser three. Mm Mm-hmm. Dave, you gave Hellraiser 1 a 3. Yeah. And you gave this one a 2.5? Yeah. I still liked it, but I, I didn't like it as much as the first one. Gotcha. I gave it a 3.5. That's what I gave the first one. It's it's a little more like dark fantasy than horror. It mm. wasn't really horror to me. Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, the second half is definitely more fantasy. It's Yeah. It's, the first half is kind of probably more horror. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's I think in, overall, the movie itself is just kind of dark fantasy... I mean, you know, obviously it's a, it's a horror movie in, you know, in broader terms, but it had a fantasy tone to it. Like you mentioned Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, and when you have fantasy, you pretty much throw logic out the window. Mm. Like, you know, anything goes. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm, you know, that's okay. Whatever. Um, you know, with fantasy, I kind of just allow it and let it be. Um, it, I don't think it really improves on the original but i don't think it's worse i just think it's okay um uh as we discussed the the score is improved i think the score is a little more dynamic than the first one we had a little more scenes like a few more scenes with the cenobites which i enjoy um i thought the doctor was fantastic i think he was the highlight of the film like when he was the doctor or when he was both i mean all the above uh just seeing his I, I didn't like, like his look either as a Cenobite. I just thought he looked dumb. I like when he was floating there. No, He's like I, suspended with the thing in his head. I thought that was cool. Like, yeah. And then the tentacles and stuff like that, and the things yeah. would come out. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I, you I, didn't like, like that? It was like a claw machine. Uh, I, 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 I liked it. I thought it was kind of lame. I kind of liked it. It was cool. Um, <laughs> but that was the highlight for me was like him as a villain. Like He was a great villain. Yeah. Um, the movie, I think, could have been tightened up a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, and a lot of the scenes where they're running through the labyrinth and then they're running through the labyrinth again, yeah. and then they're walking the labyrinth, and it's just like it did get some, it did it get felt confusing. Also, it got really, yeah, it felt really long. It was like okay, like there's points. There was in the a movie, point where I paused it and I was like, this movie still has 25 minutes left. Yeah, All there, right. there were points in the movie. There were points in the movie where it's just like, okay, where is this going? Um, I thought the scene with Frank wasn't really necessary. I thought it was just no, filler. I think it was just filler. I think it was just a reason to like just bring have back him in there. and get some kind of resolution yeah. to what happened to Frank and to give Kirsty a reason for wanting to explore hell. Yeah. 
Like, why would she want to? She's already yeah. seen all this stuff. She would have head for Z Hills a yeah, long time ago. Yeah. And then I got really burnt out on Kirstie's character. I was really, like, I like her. I was, I was burnt out. I was like, okay, I, I've had enough of her. I was good with her. And then I read somewhere that this movie, along with Titanic, are two movies where the two characters are constantly calling each other's names. Oh, really? <laughs> So I, Tiffany, you know, Tiffany, so Tiffany. I got really burnt out. Except on, for Tiffany doesn't talk. She, except yeah. for later. Say shit. And yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. But then later she is like Kirsty. Yeah, Kirsty. So and any movie where you wear someone else's skin, and yeah, that's like, awesome. I think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's dumb. Leatherface, um, Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Oh, that's different. Devil's yeah. Rejects? That's a little bit different. I'm talking about where they look, where, oh. where it's the actress. Oh, yeah. The, and they or put the it actor. on and they, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. I'm just wearing a skin suit. Yeah. It, it, like, you know, it's totally like Scooby-Doo. Very Mission Impossible. Yeah. yeah. Like Tom, um, Tom Cruise's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Come on now. But yeah. to wrap this up, <laughs> um, to wrap this up, lots of cool visuals. Um, uh, it had some cool lines. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. Like, you know. That was in this one? Yeah. I thought that was in the first one. Oh, yeah, one. no, that was in this one. That was in this oh. one. That's right. Um, I give it three and a half. Cool. So that's a 3.33 overall, which is higher than we yeah. rated the first one. The first one overall, 3.1. Yeah, so I rated it the same as the first one. Yeah. You know, there's some things that take away from it. I think to David's point, if you watched one and two back to back, like we did, did you watch one and two back to back? I did. But I'd already seen these movies. I, I had two, but I watched them back to back after not seeing them for a long time. And it really probably took away maybe a little bit from two. Yeah. However, I think that you could just watch two and be okay. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. you don't even need to watch one. Right. Yeah. If it's been a long time since you've seen these movies, just watch two. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'll get both movies. And if part two had come out first, I probably would have liked the second one better. Yeah. I it just felt kind of like the same movie. Yeah. I get what yeah, you're I mean, with with part one, I mean, you know, you're really getting Andrew Robinson's performance. Other he, than that, and he was just okay. Other than that, like you know, part two is really the way to go. Yeah. yeah. So that's our review of Hellraiser um, and Hellbound and Hellbound Hellraiser two. If you like these movies, if you want us to watch any of the other ones, because I think Beyond three, I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. I haven't. No, maybe I, I saw Bloodlines. I think I've only seen one. I and two. hope someday we can talk about three, because I would love to talk about. If the only music we had video. a platform to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we could do that. Uh, if you want us to talk about other Hellraiser movies or you have any opinions on these two that we've talked about, please contact us. You can find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Facebook and the Slasher app as the Swearwolves. We're on Instagram as the Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, we have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. Just search the Swearwolves. You'll find us there. Um, we have our own website, theswearwolves.com, where you can leave us comments or you can email us directly at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Go to hell.
running jewels fast, running, running jewels fast, running, running and running and running. Yeah. I thought they were touring with Jewel. She does that thing where she goes like, hey, yeah. Dreams last for so long. Yeah, she's like, I got this mind, Actually, though, that 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 album, that Pieces of You album, I really like that album. I'm like, my hands are small. I that was not that album. But oh, you know your albums. <laughs> I got my jewel. You got a jewel expert over here. It lasts for so long. Even after you go. <laughs> she goes from like, she goes like, from like, like Judy Garland to Louis Armstrong. <laughs> oh my God. Even after you go. And I think to myself, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful world. world. <laughs> oh, 